0: Today's scripture comes from Luke 19, verses 28 through 40, and if you want to follow along in a few Bibles that can be found on page 743. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, tell them, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked him, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. May God end his blessings to so the reading of his holy word.
1: Hosanna, blessed is the King who comes in the name of God. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Hosanna. Amen. It was October 29th, 1927. Charles Lindbergh was given a ticker tape parade in New York City in honor of the first solo flight across the Atlantic Ocean. 750,000 pounds of ticker tape poured onto the street. But that was not the biggest ticker tape parade ever given. That honor was reserved on March first, 1962 for astronaut John Glenn after he became the first American to orbit the Earth in a spacecraft. That day, the New York City Sanitation Department cleaned up 3,474 tons of ticker tape, confetti, and other paper along the seven-mile route. Now, everybody loves the parade. And it was no different when Jesus came to camp. And by some estimates, There may have been as many as 3 million people in Jerusalem that day. And what a day, and what a parade that was. No ticker tape, but something else. Nicole? Guys? Guys? you mm-hmm. Now, a few weeks ago, maybe about two weeks ago now, I was watching, no, not the Phillies. I was watching the Cardinals and the Brewers game. It was the bottom of the night. And the Cardinals had a one-run lead. They brought in a relief pitcher. They brought in a guy that can throw fastballs over 100 miles an hour. And it was pretty obvious, at least to the announcers, that the Cardinals were going to win the game. But the first batter, he got a hit. And the second batter... Well, he also reached base. And then the next hitter for the Brewers, well, he hit a gapper. And both runners scored. And St. Louis lost the game that they had apparently had won. Why, how fast things change. (laughs) And I won't say this, but the same thing happened to my Phillies the other night, too. They gave up a tying home run in the bottom of the ninth, with two outs and two strikes on a hitter. And then they ended up losing in the tenth. Things change quickly, don't they? Not just in baseball, but in other things. And you know, people can be fickle. And did you notice that in the song? That the people were fickle? Did you catch that in the last verse? Hey, J.C., J.C., will you die for me they're singing their praises but they're changing their mood and people are fickle because they oftentimes don't know what they want in life they're tempted to make a decision whenever something stimulates them and then something else comes along that's contrary to that first decision, and so they changed their minds because they really don't know what it is that they want. This is what happened to the people around Jesus. He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, and the crowds cheered and they shouted, Hosanna! They admired Jesus. They looked to him as a Messiah. They looked to him as their Deliverer. But they did not see Jesus in the same way that Jesus thought they should see him. Now why did Jesus ride on a donkey and not on a majestic white horse? But that's the point. Jesus called the donkey into service because donkeys were used in the country at that time for travel. Horses. They were reserved for the generals in the military, for great men, and for war. And Jesus, well, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is not the God of war. And so the Lord calls us to bring glory to Him and not glory to ourselves. And in this day of fallen heroes and Christian superstars, it's important that we get a firm grip on our attitude. That it should be towards those who bring us the truth about Jesus in any form. Too many people are impressed by Christian celebrities, by musicians, by authors, lecturers, television personalities, evangelists. They will quote their favorites more readily than they'll quote the word of God. So here comes Jesus into Jerusalem with palms and cloaks scattered on the road as he travels into the city just a few days before the Jewish Passover. And he rode on in majesty. And he rode on to fulfill his destiny. Now understand that many of the people misunderstood just who Jesus was. They looked upon Jesus as the Messiah, the one who would come and overthrow the Roman government. They looked to him as their Savior, but as I said, not in the same way that we know Jesus as our Savior. So what happened between the first day of the week when Jesus is hailed as the king? And the end of the week? When the crowd is crying, crucify him, crucify him! How and why did things change so quickly? Why was there a danger in this change of opinion? Why were these people so fickle in what they felt? Well, consider this. First of all, who were the people who were shouting Hosanna when Christ arrived? They were not the residents of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a city of about 30,000 people. But the crowd swells to 10 times, 100 times that because of the Passover. And Jesus is riding into Jerusalem, not accompanied by the people who lived in Jerusalem, but by the pilgrims who are coming into the city for Passover. They had heard the news of Jesus. They had heard about his healings. They had heard about his raising Lazarus from the dead. And they had hopes that the Messianic kingdom would begin soon. And so these people are shouting their praises and enthusiasm for him. And singing on the road as you go into Jerusalem as a pilgrim was not uncommon. So their false hopes about Jesus spilled over to the palm branches and the cloaks. But most of the people who lived in Jerusalem, well... They basically disagreed about this unlearned rabbi from the country. The Pharisees, for example, urged Jesus to reign in the crowd. Tell the rabbi to be quiet. We anticipate a riot. Jesus refused. And what did he say? The rocks and stones will sing out if the people are quiet. They would praise him. Even if the people didn't, and the animosity between Jesus and the Jewish leaders only grew. But Jesus rides into town. It was the challenge of the Jewish leaders to try to embarrass Jesus in front of the crowds. To incite anger against Jesus had some support from those outsiders, but the insiders though they feared the temporary crowds, they only looked for an opportunity an opportunity that came soon enough and when those insiders went and arrested Jesus later in the week and brought him to trial well, those who supported him felt intimidated by the authority of the leaders. You see, supporting somebody is easy when there's a reduced chance of being imprisoned for it. Supporting somebody is easy when things are going your way. Perhaps some of those who were even initially wrapped up in the fervor of Palm Sunday (laughs) were now in the crowd trying to crucify him. The Jewish leaders, they feared Jesus. They feared his followers. And with the help of Judas, the Roman soldiers arrested Jesus. He was put on trial for claiming to be king of the Jews. And the Roman punishment for rebellion against the king, against Rome, was death by crucifixion. Just as the people turned away from Jesus as Holy Week went on, so too people today turn away from Jesus. They may have grown up in the church, been baptized, been confirmed, got married in the church, attended Sunday school, youth group, they went to church camp, they went to church with their parents, their grandparents, their siblings, their friends. But then after a few years, they turn away from the church. And they turn away from Jesus. And many people who drift away from God, they just don't think about it that much. Or if they do, well then they end up seeding themselves. Some people say that they've turned away from Christ because they got tired of the church. Or they decided that Christians are just too hypocritical. Maybe some of them have questions about God that no one has been able to answer. And so they've left God behind. But often these aren't the real reasons that they've rejected Christ. The real reason is they simply want to run their own lives. They don't want anyone, and especially not God, telling them what to do. They want to live for themselves. They want to do their own thing. So they reject the call of Jesus to self-sacrifice. As Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take on his cross daily, and follow me. And so at the end of the day, these people worship themselves and not God. And because they worship themselves and not God, their impulses to win over God's warnings and God's promises in their moment of temptation fail them. They know what's best, but they lack the courage and self control to resist and to wait. And over and over they surrender themselves to a quick, temporary fix. They follow the crowd. If the crowd follows Jesus, they go with the flow. And if not, well, then they follow that crowd instead. They change their tune. They change their direction. In the end, the disciples saw Jesus being honored. And I'm sure they began to have a feeling of relief. Maybe things were going to begin to turn around for them. But that's not what Jesus saw. Jesus saw a people who were fickle. He saw the holy city of Jerusalem and he cried over it. And he knew that one day, not too many years later, Jerusalem would lie in ruins. And he knew that his days on this earth were numbered. And there's another song, the line from another song from Jesus Christ Superstar says, The crowd turned against him, you back the right course. What about you? Are you backing the right course, and for the right reasons? Are you obedient to Jesus? Are you a worshiper of Jesus? Or are you a fraud, one who says and does the right things, but doesn't really have Jesus in his or her heart? Things. Can change quickly. Don't let things change in your life for the wrong reasons. Let us pray. Holy God, help us to enter with joy into the celebration of those mighty acts by which you have given us the fullness of life through your Son, Jesus, our Redeemer. Amen. Our closing hymn in the red hymnal is number 323. And please stand, if you are able.